ma'am. This is Mike Anderson. We just missed your call. Are you having any problem with the cash app? Yeah, this is Mary. I think I have trouble with it. Is that working? What is the trouble, ma'am? I don't know. Can you help me? What is the trouble? What is the problem? My phone's not working. Your phone is not working? Yeah. Oh. How? My name is Mary. Hi. It's the Joe Variety Show on the Big D Hometown Country Radio. Nothing can get by them, so turn it on and try them. Hometown Country Radio. 101.9 I got a really cool guest here. It's Joe's Variety Hour here on WDXD. I got a really cool guest. Uh, actually, he's in a city where, who knows, maybe they can actually get a Super Bowl. Uh, well, I mean, they have one oh two, but I got Bruce Warzniak here from CatholicSportsRadio.net on. How are you doing today, man? Good, Joe, and thank you for Good. the vote of confidence for the bucks <laughs> yeah. i mean hey it's now known as tampa bay i mean that's where you live in now and uh you know was training camp getting started pretty much a, a little bit and uh the bucks i mean this could be one of the better years since the year they won like in 02 right oh yeah yeah i think people are finally genuinely excited and and with good reason because he he and gronkowski and you know not to mention that the guys that they kept you know shaq barrett mm-hmm. and Dominican Sue and, and the guys that were really good defensively last year. And of course, you know, with Bruce Arians as the coach, people have a legitimate reason now to really be optimistic. So it, it, it could be their year, but, you know, that's provided that we have an NFL season. Right. Let's see. I hope so, man, because you finally got, you guys get a good team and everything. That's what happens. I mean, heck, the Bucks. I mean, besides the year they won in 2 okay, they were okay. But, I mean, for years they were, you know, the creamsicle jerseys and you know they didn't really do much in the 70s you know even into the 80s but around the later 90s they finally turned it around you know yeah when tony dungy was the coach and i'll tell you it was so anticlimactic because when they won the super bowl and john yeah. gruden i think it was i think it was the day after or, or it was i think it was when they had the parade john gruden was saying you know we got something really special here and you uh-huh. know he's making it sound like they were about to build a dynasty and so to win that one super bowl and then that's it you know, it was very, very disappointed because everything felt right. And with him as the coach and winning right. that one, you just felt like, yeah, we could win another one or maybe two and, and nothing since then. Right. Well, I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe this season, if there's what's going on. Who knows what's going on anymore? Because I, I don't. But uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But I was going to say, yeah, you also uh, work for the Buffalo Sabres organization, right? I did. I did. That, that feels like a whole nother lifetime compared to what I've done since then. I mean, I've worked... For, I worked in the Olympic movement for 10 and a half years, and that was after I worked for the Sabres. So it feels like a lifetime ago that I worked in the National Hockey League. Wow, that's cool, man. So uh, what I would like to ask you about the Sabres is, uh, okay, you said, uh, you, would you leave there, like 97, right? Yep, 97. And that and they were good then. I mean, they were still really good. I'm going to the finals two years later. I know a lot of Buffalo people don't want to bring up the skate in the crease, okay? With Brett Holt. <laughs> But I was thinking, okay, you leave there 97. 
and the company and the team is still good and they're still hot and everything. But right around like oh eight, oh nine when the Pagulas bought them, I mean, I don't know what's going on with them anymore. Well, I'll tell you what, when I was there, they did have some really good teams because I was there when mm-hmm. we traded for we traded for Pat LaFontaine. Yep. You know, he was he was playing with McGilney. We had Dominic Hashik in goal, and there were some really good teams, but for them to never get to the Stanley Cup finals, at least during my time there, was really disappointing because it was almost, you know, you always hear about sports fans thinking that their team is jinxed or cursed or whatever you want to call it, and they could just never do it. And then, like you said, they got there in 99 and kind of went the way of the Buccaneers after that, right. you know, and ownership uh-huh. changes and, like, nothing could nothing can do it. So, I mean, when you change the owner, when you change the GM, when you change the coach and nothing works, you say, what's it going to take for them or any other team, you know, that, that never gets there. I'm sure that the, the football fans in Cleveland could say the same thing about the Browns. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. Browns also a team has better ownership. Uh, uh, <laughs> but I know, I know, but maybe one of the years of Browns, but no, I mean, seriously, the Sabres, that's cool. You were there. Were you there uh, when they moved into the new building? When they yes. left odd, yes, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I think that, they left in like ninety six, right? When they, what year did they leave the odd? Like ninety six, ninety five. Yeah, ninety six because uh, nice. ninety ninety seven uh, was when the lacrosse team that I was also working for the Bandits when they started playing there. But I'll tell you, you know, not only mm-hmm. moving into the arena, but I saw so much in my time there. Unfortunately, Mister Knox passed away when I was working for them. Uh, that was also when the scoreboard fell. When you know, when the jumbotron. Um, yeah fell to uh-huh. the ice. Um, there was there was the allegations that Dominic Hasek choked a reporter. I, I had more than my share of crisis <laughs> communication skills tests in, in the I time bet. I was there than some PR people would have in a whole career. I bet, seriously. But yeah, I mean, that's serious. serious. That's, that's interesting, the scoreboard falling. I mean, only Sabres, right? But, uh, <laughs> uh, but that, I mean, that's cool that you were there and everything. That's awesome. And uh, did you ever, like, I guess you're not there anymore, but the, when the Pagulas bought them, did you, ever, did you ever speak with them? I guess it was in 08, 09. You were long gone, but still, I mean, is there any contact with the Sabres organization with you? No, only to the extent of, you know, I, I certainly am Facebook friends with a lot of people that I used to work with who are still there or who are close to the team in some way. So I kind of, you know, see a lot of stuff secondhand. And as recently as probably in the last two or three days, you know, I saw people that were complaining about them firing the GM and hiring yeah. somebody who they say, you know, this guy isn't going to do much different. So they, right. they, they do it in a way that they point to ownership, which, you know, in a, in a roundabout way, when you're talking about someone as high up as the GM, it is going to, the ownership is who you're going to be to look to in, in situations like that when fans want to complain. Right. And here's the thing I was thinking is they just about a month ago said, we're not firing the general manager, the Sabres owners, but the Terry Pagula said, we're not firing our general manager because he knows more hockey than you do. Okay. All right. Then a month later they fire. Him, okay. Well, and, and GMs and head coaches in any pro sport will tell you, they don't want to get that vote of confidence from ownership because that's the way it ends up going is they say they issue a vote of confidence to a GM or a coach and in no time, the guy ends up getting fired. So yep. there you go. It's just, it's just the latest example. Right, exactly. So uh, that's 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 interesting. Well, you were with them, and uh, I guess and obviously the Terry Pagula, and they own this uh, the Bills now. Uh, did they? What? Who on the lacrosse team that you are uh, they work for? Well, the lacrosse team. It's interesting because 
we as the Sabres were operating the team for the league. And then there was, <laughs> we used to jokingly say that, that it was a hostile overthrow. And so mm-hmm. they renamed it from the Major Indoor Lacrosse League to the National Lacrosse League. And then instead of just being the operators, those franchises became the owners of the team. So the Sabres actually owned and operated the Bandits at that wow. point and, and still do to this day. But it was, it was that unique model that you hear from time to time where you'll have, you know, two or three businessmen that will own an entire league and thus they're considered the owners of all the teams. Mm-hmm. And it was working so well for them that a lot of these operators in the different cities, you know, like Buffalo scratched their heads and said, wait a minute, we're making all this money for them. <laughs> you know, we, we need a bigger right. piece of this and we probably could just do it better ourselves. Um, so lo and behold, you know, they ended up taking over the league, changing the name of it, moving the league office to Buffalo. Uh, and that's when I left because I was just enamored with the sport. Mm. And I was only 29 years old and I had the opportunity to be the vice president of public relations for the whole league. So right. I thought, well, this is a good career move for me, um, which it was. But at the same time, three years later, they were talking about moving the league office to New Jersey. And I thought, mm-hmm. well, if ever I was going to do that, I wish I could move to Florida. Now is the time to move to Florida. So after okay. three years at the league office, I up and moved to Florida, literally with no job to go to, but thinking wow. that, it, you know, my, my, my apologies to anyone that's listening that's from New Jersey, but come on, you know, <laughs> if you get the choice, right. where are you going to go to, New Jersey or to Florida? So I moved to right. Florida. That's cool. And, uh, you know, we're on WDXD here in Tallahassee and you moved to Tampa Bay. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, actually, it's interesting. I don't know. You know. Things work out in a certain way. And actually, I was actually one of the stations before I was going to be on WDXD here. One of the stations I was interested in getting on, and there were some talks, but was an AM station. I think it was 1490 in Tampa Bay. Uh, it's out of Bradenton. Oh. Are you, are, uh-huh. Are you close to Bradenton? I am. It's an hour south of me. And interestingly, I only today, you know, we hear so much about how the NBA is going to relaunch their season in Orlando. And Orlando is an hour in a different direction for me. Uh-huh. And all this time that you've been hearing about the NBA is going to restart in Orlando, all the NBA games are going to be played at Disney. Everyone for basketball is going to be at the Wide World of Sports Complex. I only today actually found out that in Bradenton is where the WNBA is going to play their games. Oh, so it's kind of interesting because Bradenton is not a place that you think of for hosting major sports, but they obviously have the facilities there. It could be because the IMG Academy is there is what I'm thinking. Uh, oh, okay. I actually I actually got hired by U.S. Lacrosse, the national governing body, to go yeah. and broadcast. Uh, a couple of years ago, I broadcast some games that they were playing in Bradenton at the IMG Academy. So they have wonderful facilities down there. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's where the WNBA is going to play their games. Yeah, hopefully everything gets going, seriously. But uh I don't know. I don't have no idea what's going on, but that's cool that you did that, though. Uh, yeah, that station it was an AM station. I want to say it's like a Spanish-speaking station that was in uh, Bradenton, and I, I I didn't go with them because you know mostly in my show we just talk about sports and you know stuff like that. And, you know, I, it was mostly just a Spanish-speaking station, okay? So I didn't get with them. But here on WDXD, you know, we we talk about sports and we talk about country music and stuff. So you know, it's a good fit. You know. Uh, well, and you know, but, it's been amazing that even without the sports leagues operating yet, there is still so much sports that's still being talked about. Right, exactly. Yep, I know, because all the things that are going on with the leagues, where they restart them, of course, you guys with Tampa Bay, we getting Tom Brady and, and all that stuff, you know, so you guys got a lot of stuff going on down there, you know. Yeah, for sure. And, and of course, 
you know, the Lightning were really poised to really be the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And you have to look and see now how are they going to be affected by this long layoff and will they right. still be one of the favorites to win it or not. But it is nice to live in a city where the Rays have become so competitive with the Rays uh-huh. going to the playoffs last year. And now they're talking about the Bucks, you know, as a sweetheart Super Bowl pick and, and the Lightning have just been so successful that it's, it's really a great place to live, sports right. and otherwise. Right. Seriously. I agree, man. It's awesome. Good for you guys. Uh I'm really, hey, you know, I might actually become a Buccaneers fan. I don't know. Uh, well, I was thinking, though, when you, see you uh, when you were doing stuff for the Olympics, is so the Olympics in 2000 was in Sydney, right? Uh, I went to the Olympics in 2004 in Athens and 2008. Athens, yeah. yeah, 2004 in Athens and 2008 in Beijing. Okay, yeah, Beijing in 08. Uh, when you went to Beijing in 08, it was, I'm sure there's like the Olympic Village or whatever they have where everybody's at, okay? But you didn't go outside into like the city of Beijing, did you? Well, my, my days in Beijing were spent in two places, the hotel and at the softball stadium because I was the chief press officer for the Olympic softball competition. So I had to be at every softball game every day. Because as the national governing body, you're not beholding to any one team. You're just there to help run the entire competition. So I was there to facilitate the media coverage of the softball games, regardless of who was playing. So I think the only place that I saw besides the hotel and the softball stadium was the main press center, which is this enormous building that you go to that it's not on site. Obviously, they have venues spread out all across the city. So you have to take transportation to get over to where the main press center is. But what was fascinating to me is there were reporters who were being assigned by their media outlet to go cover the Olympics. And yet they would burden them with so many different assignments that they would cover the Olympics from the main press center the whole time they were there. It's like they didn't have time to get to this competition and then over to this one and then over to this one because the venues were far enough apart and the schedules would overlap. So they would literally sit in the main press center and cover everything from there. So it was helpful to them when someone like me would show up and say, I don't know if you've had a chance to get over to softball yet, but here's some of the storylines over there. Here's some of the stat sheets. Here's a media guide, you know, and they'd go, thank goodness, because otherwise I was never going to be able to get over there and I wouldn't have gotten access to any of these resources. So, you know, and then you give them your cell phone number and say, call me if you need anything. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's so cool that you did that for two Olympics there. And, you left the Olympics. Uh, what year did you leave there? Like 2010? Uh, September of 2012 as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, and, you have the Olympics in 2012? Well, they dropped softball as an Olympic sport after the 2008 Games. So in London in 2012 and in Brazil in 2016, they didn't have softball. And I, ironically, they have kind of changed things such that Olympic host cities can now choose, I don't know what the number is, but they can choose a few sports that are popular in their country. And so Uh the Summer Olympics were supposed to be in Tokyo, almost as you and I are speaking, and softball was going to be back in the Olympics. They had dropped softball and they had dropped baseball. And so Japan had said, well, softball and baseball are both extremely popular in our country. So I don't know what other ones they picked, but two of them were softball and baseball. So they were out in 2012. They were out in 2016. They were supposed to be back this year. And now, all of a sudden, because of the coronavirus, it's, well, I guess it'll be back in 2021. Right. Hopefully, it happens in 2021. We'll see. Would you go? Uh, you, know, you don't work there anymore, but 
well, I'm assuming there's still people, positions open, right, for that, or they find somebody else. It's interesting that you say that because I have kind of wondered, would I get a phone call or an email saying, would you be interested in helping us out? Because it right. was one of those, it was one of those situations where they didn't really hire somebody specifically to replace me. It was just kind of like, well, let's just divvy up his stuff and ask other people to kind of pick up the pieces. And so there was a small part of me that wondered, maybe they'll say, hey, can you help us out and you know go to Tokyo and just work the Olympics for us? Right. That'd be cool, man. That'd be awesome. I hope they get a chance to do it. But I know you're busy doing your stuff here uh, uh, for your radio, for your podcast and everything. And your podcast, as uh, you were telling me about it, it is uh, CatholicSportsRadio.net. Uh, how long have you been doing that for? I just launched episode 74 today. It's a weekly mm-hmm. show, and I started in February of 2019. So close to a year and a half as of as of right now cool and you're saying you got some guests on there over time you said you um got some a former mlb manager right or current one right yeah i had um cam cameron who used to coach the miami dolphins um oh i, I remember rich, him yeah he was there in 07 yep yeah i had rich donnelly who is uh, who you're referring to he was a coach with the at the time florida marlins they weren't called mm-hmm. the miami marlins yet they won the world series in 97 he was on their staff. So cool. he was he was really great to talk to. All these guys were Cam Cameron. The episode that just came out today is the head athletic trainer for the Washington Redskins. And it's interesting. He just started with them in January. And yet, the previous 18 years, he held that position with the Carolina Panthers. And you ah. start to scratch your head and say, why would somebody leave an NFL team after 18 years to go work with another one? And that's when I say to you, Ron Rivera. I knew that, yeah. As soon as you said that, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, great. I'm a huge Redskins coach. fan. That's great. Ron Rivera, Redskins actually might have a shot, shot this year, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. But well, that's cool, man. Yeah, and obviously, for the benefit of your listeners, what what we're doing here with Catholic Sports Radio is there's enough shows out there, just like yours, Joe, that are doing a great job with talking about scores and wins and losses and statistics. Uh-huh. So I felt that I would bring something new to the sports landscape by launching Catholic Sports Radio because instead of talking about what guys like you and ESPN and Fox Sports talk about, mm-hmm. we are talking about the intersection of their faith life and their sports life. So some people have said to me, but why is it Catholic Sports Radio? Like, why can't you interview people from other religions? And I have said that that's what makes it unique. It's kind of like saying... If somebody wants to hear about swimming, they could watch ESPN, but I don't know that such a thing exists. But if there was something called the Swimming Network, like wouldn't you just go to the Swimming Network and know they're always going to talk about it? So in this case, it's a little more niched down. And mind you, you don't have to be Catholic to relate to the interviews that I'm doing, because if you're a Christian, it's still going to resonate with you. And they're just flat out telling some fascinating stories where you look at these people and you say, wow, I'm putting these people up on a pedestal, and yet they're regular, everyday people just like me. They're having the same problems as me, and they're talking about how they're using their faith in their line of work to help them get through what they do and to try to encourage others and uplift others. And, and that's what the, the trainer for Washington said, is that these players, especially when they get hurt, they're, his is the first face that they see. He comes on the field, and they're looking up at him, and they wonder, how bad is it? Is my career over? And he said a lot of them, he'll just tell them, 
you know, draw your strength from God, and they want to hear all about that because they want to know anything they could do to get stronger. And he said a lot of them do want to talk to him about God, and so they don't mind hearing the trainer tell them he's not going to give you anything more than you can handle. And and God knows better than you do what you mm -hmm. can handle. And he said they the players really take encouragement from that. So it's nice. I really try to mix it up, and I'm sure you find this too as a host. I try not to have say, a coach every week or a player right. every week or, gee, Bruce, you keep having on football people or, gee, Bruce, you keep having on basketball people. I just had the episode before him is a current Major League Baseball umpire. So, you know, to hear people from these different elements, different facets, different roles of sports, I hope is interesting to the listeners so that they'll stick with me and keep coming back every week to hear who does he have on this week and what is this person's story? What does their journey look like? Right. That's awesome. That's a good idea, man. It's really cool that you've been doing that. And you got some big guests on there, different guests each week. That's awesome. You know, yeah, my there show, was one oh, guy great. very early on, there was a former undefeated heavyweight boxer that I just had to ask him. I said it with a laugh in my voice, but I said, how does a devout Catholic step into the ring and beat somebody up for 12 rounds? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he got a kick out of that, but he did, he did give me a good answer, you know, so it's, it's not uh, it's not a show where, uh, like I said, where you have to be a sports fan to know what we're talking about. You don't have to be Catholic to know what we're talking about, but you'll definitely get uh, maybe a little entertainment, but definitely some enlightenment and some encouragement from it. That's awesome, man. That's great. And that's over your website and your uh, is uh, and your Twitter. What's your Twitter? So. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are all at Cath Sports Radio, C-A-T-H. And if they go to CatholicSportsRadio.net, there are links on there to go to Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for that show. And, of course, it's obviously, they can listen on the site, but if people have a preferred podcast listening platform that they always listen to, iTunes, well, I guess I should say Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, it's on all of those. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Yeah, maybe it's a... Uh... We actually have some uh, Catholic uh, programming here on WDXD on Sundays, so that's oh, awesome. Wow. So you guys, you guys can listen. Uh, our, some of our listeners can listen to your stuff too. Well, that's great, man. It's good to hear from you. And uh, I was gonna ask you before you get going, though. Uh, so, with the Buccaneers, though, say that if there is an NFL season, and you know with all the coronavirus cases in Florida, okay, right now, especially right now, uh, if there is a season going on. Do you think there'll be no fans in the stands? That's been my assumption. I have just assumed that the NFL is probably planning to proceed that way. It is getting really scary, though, because the number of cases, as you know, throughout the state of Florida is just going up and up and up. And I can't see how they could be planning at this point for there to be fans. But who knows? I think the storyline right now is everybody looking at Tom Brady and saying, why are you getting teammates together and going and holding these informal practices uh -huh. with them when the coronavirus is spreading so quickly? So when it gets down to September and will we have fans in the stands? I don't know. As someone that worked in pro sports for as many years as I did, I do mm -hmm. start to wonder about things like, you know, it's bad PR if all of a sudden you start letting in some people and not others because you're going to have longtime season ticket holders that are going to say, well, how come I can how come he can get in and I can't? So right. where do you draw that line? Where do you tell people you can come in, but the guy behind you can't? And if you look from city to city at how many season ticket holders they have, that number is going to change. So you can't say we're only going to allow in season ticket holders. 
Because you get a city like Green Bay where that means that they're going to let in the entire stadium, and then there's no social right. distancing. So it's right. it's a mess that I'm glad that I don't have to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, man. All right, thanks again, Bruce, for coming on. I really appreciate you coming on, just talking about uh, your your career. It's crazy. I mean, you've been doing it for a while, and you just from place to place, you're just going bouncing around. That's great, man. It's good to hear. And uh, I hope we have you on again. Maybe uh, when the, the NFL season hopefully gets started, we can talk about. You know, I'm sure the Buccaneers will win a bunch of games. We can always talk about that, all right? Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Thanks for having me on, Joe. I, I enjoyed it. it. Thank you. Thank you. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Get any job done with the Carry Cart 4-in-1. Transform the Carry Cart from dolly to trolley to hand truck to ladder in seconds without using any tools. Move couches, mulch, equipment, things from the big box stores, over curbs or down the stairs. And it's backed up by an incredible manufacturer's 10-year warranty. Don't hassle with these hard-to-work, expensive space hogs. Try your Carry Cart for 90 days risk-free. Order your Carry Cart now. Joe on the road, everybody's favorite segment. Alan McCall's favorite segment, I know that. I was going to go to Popeye's again, but again, the, the line was around the building. And it's like, dude, every time I go there, I, it's only happened once, I actually went there last month. It was actually recorded. If you go to bshow.info, uh, it was on there. So, But not here on Joe's Variety Hour. I am not allowed to go to Popeye's on Joe's Variety Hour. The A Show, the mothership of WDXD. Oh, so I, I was going to tell you. So, there's a woman, I'm not going to say her name, she's old, probably later 60s, early 70s, who thinks that I'm, you know, special. Okay? And that's, I mean, I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, that's, I don't go, I don't want to make light of people that are special, you know? So, I don't know why she thinks I am. This is why I need a co host here. That's why I need Katie or Emily here with me. It's not as fun as me talking about uh this but to myself and okay so i need a co-host here and if i had a co-host here i could tell a story and we can play off and tweet with each other you know what i'm saying that's not wrong now if i was with katie i could play with her that's not wrong but you know actually katie actually i don't know anything of what's going on with her because she was supposed to be on the show like a few months ago but she never responded to my text messages i texted her like i don't know I said, what are you doing next week? And she goes, nothing. I go, well, you want to do this, this, and this at this time? She goes, okay. So I I got her on Skype at the agreed upon time that we were supposed to do it, you know? And then I uh, I called her, nothing. I texted her, nothing. It's hard to probably roll the window when I'm doing this. Okay. Anyways, I, uh, I said, texted her. And I said, hey, you know, let's do it. Never texted me back. Never got to me back. So it was actually supposed to be the fourth anniversary episode that I was supposed to have her on. So I'm kind of bummed out that I did not have her on. So it's her. Hey, and, you know, I asked her. So whatever. Anyway, she's been poking me on Facebook a lot. I guess that's good. I don't know what's going on with her. I have no idea. She probably wants to be my friend on Facebook. Okay. It's like, I don't do Facebook. I, mean, I do Twitter sometimes, okay, to talk about the show and everything, but I'm not a person that hangs on social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not the type of guy that does that, you know? So she's been poking me left and right on Facebook. I every day with this, you know? I like Katie and everything, but I mean, how about you respond to my text messages, you know? I don't know. See, I, I would tell a story about how I, this person, this woman, older lady, thinks I'm special and it's funny and everything. 
and I would like to do the voice of her. What? Wow, you're on WDXD. That is awesome. You are so smart. Okay, that's why she talks to me. This woman, like, I think she's uh, does work with the kids or people that are special, you know. And uh, it's funny and everything. But I want to tell Katie this. I want to tell Emily this. Yeah, and Emily would laugh and she would say, "Oh, you are." Joe, you know, and Katie would actually tell me that I'm special, okay? You know what I'm saying? That's what's funny, okay? Emily is great telling the show, too, don't get me wrong. But Katie would actually give it to me, you know? That's what I want. I would give it to me, you know? So, same with the idiot, the former idiot, not not Katie, not that idiot, the other idiot that was on the show last year. You know, I don't know what's going on with him. He might be back in jail, so I don't know what's going on with him. Probably back in jail. Wow, you are so cool. This is awesome. I'm going down the window again. It's going to get me in trouble, but I don't care. I don't care. Here on WDXD. We had some good guests on lately. I will, I will say that. I'm working on some more guests, so we'll see. I mean, I guess I've been doing the show by myself and with guests and everything. That's cool. And it, it, it's been some good interviews, okay? Don't get me wrong. There's been some real good interviews. I can't lie. My The Jasmine Sojai interview a few weeks ago was awesome, okay? Well, I mean, I need somebody here so I can uh, tell stories to and make them laugh at, you know? It's... God, Lord, go! And I am about to miss this light, and I'm not going to. His audio in front of me doesn't want to speed up, and I'm cutting him off. I don't care. I'm going. God, what an idiot. I almost had to miss the light because I'm an idiot. God. Can I pass him? Is there a room? Is there a room? Yes, I don't care. I'm cutting him off. I don't give a Jeez. Is this green or what? It is. And we're slowing down right in the middle of the green line. That's wonderful. That's how he's turning. Thank God. Out of here, idiot. This Honda truck is going under the speed limit. I'm passing him. Honda Ridge Line. Get out of here. I'm going for your rate, high rate speed here. Oh, hard on the brake. And we're slowing for no reason. I'm passing this guy. Good lord. And I'm going to pass this guy too. Watch this. Some big moves I just made there. So uh, what the heck else is going on? NASCAR is going on. Okay, and that's cool. Who knows what's going on with pro sports. I have no idea what's going on with hockey or... Who knows? NBA, football? That's a great question. Football. I, I don't know what's going on with football. We shall see what goes on with them. And same with WWE and everything. I don't know. Who knows? What a crappy year. Oh, I remember. I went up to this girl recently. And I just said, hey, how you doing? You know? And she goes, my name, let's say what her name is. Uh, my name is Victoria. Oh, yeah? And she goes, and I'm doing phenomenal. I'm like, okay, I'm doing good. You know, uh, I'm four out of ten, okay? And she's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's weird. So I got her name. So she told me her name. I did some research, extensive research. And, uh, you know, I found out she's an Instagram butt model, okay? And uh, I was doing more research, if you know what I mean, and looking up even more. And it's like, do I tell her that I know she's an Instagram butt model? I mean, she's real hot. I mean, she posts those pictures on her 
Instagram over butt, I mean, you figure that you want to say something about that. I mean, when we say something, do I need to acknowledge that her being a butt model is a thing, you know? I don't know how I get to brought up my conversation. Same with me and being on the, sh on the show, okay? And on the station. It's like, do I tell people that don't know that I, uh, you know, do the show when we're crazy and we talk about porn stars and we talk about crazy stuff on the show? I mean, do I need to tell somebody that? And then when they look it up, they find out for themselves and they're, I'm in backtrack mode, you know? So what do I do? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know who, uh, how am I to judge an Instagram butt model? I love the Instagram butt model, don't get me wrong. She's real hot. She wouldn't be doing it if she was ugly, all right? But at the same time, it's like, she doesn't know that I know, you know what I'm saying? And um, so what do I say, you know? Oh yeah, you're doing good, oh wow. Oh, you know, I saw your butt last night. So I don't know why, I don't know how I'm gonna bring it up in conversation, but I'm gonna try. She'd be like, oh wow, you are in great shape. Oh wow. Okay, and then she'll be like, yeah. I do you play any sports? And she'll be like, no. And I'm like, oh, what you are awesome, phenomenal shape. What do you do? Then maybe I'll say Instagram butt model, alright? If not, then what? how do I get it out of her? I want to know. Like, maybe you can help me. Go on the WDXD Facebook page and find out how I should bring this up in conversation with the Instagram butt models. I want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. All right, well, that's going to be it for here. WDXD here. Song request, I'm going to go with, for Bruce uh, earlier, I'm going to go with Traveling Man by Ricky Nelson. And uh, I'll go with also I've Been Everywhere by Johnny Cash also. You're a bad man. You're a very bad man.